episode of the Billy and T-Hat show. I am T-Hat. And I'm Billy. And we're going to talk about uh, whatever we feel like talking about. We're we're still in this age of COVID. We're still in the yes. process of getting to know each other as co-hosts. And I, I'd say it's going pretty well. Um, yeah, I think it is... Excuse me there. Yeah, it's going pretty good. Yeah. So you had um, you had a topic that you wanted to talk about, so let's talk about it. That sounds great. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. After this COVID thing, you know, when we get vaccines or they say, hey, it's safe to travel again, and the travel bans are lifted. I've always wondered... You know, I always wonder this about all my friends, but curious, were there any places you have never traveled to that you would like to? It could be anywhere in the world. I mean, is there any like dream vacations or just places that, yeah, this would be a cool place just to go check out? Um, I answered this on Facebook uh, quite a while ago, but um, I have plenty of places I want to go. Um, I would love to... Now, this isn't vacation-related, but I would love to live in Seattle. I've just always seen myself uh, in Seattle for, like, the rest of my life. But that's not vacation-related. That is just real-life-related. Um, okay, well, what was your reasoning behind Seattle? I just... I, I've i gotten to know a lot of Seattleites, and they're friendly people. And so I was thinking, you know, if this is what Seattle's like, then sign me up. You know, it probably isn't, but, you know, I, I would love to get, I would love to live in Seattle. It just seems like an attractive place for me. Um, but back to the topic. Um, I would have said Washington State for me, so we're not too far apart. <laughs> awesome. Um. But yeah, I would love to visit London. Ooh, that's a good pick. London, yeah, I think London, just the history there. What's your reasoning behind that as far as like wanting to travel there? Um, I'm interested in European things. Um, and so um, I think the UK and London specifically would fit for me because a I would understand the language um and, <laughs> and b just to experience european culture um now i know london isn't all of european culture but it's enough for me um people say you know oh go to france or go to germany i'm scared this is going to sound so stupid I'm scared I'm not going to like the food there in Paris or in Germany or in Sweden or in, you know. Okay. Uh, well, it makes sense because, you know, English food uh, is similar to our food. I mean, from my understanding, they put less spices and seasoning, so you're not getting as many of those added calories that you do here in the United States. So right. I could I can understand that. I mean, because some places I'm willing to try new foods to a certain extent. But I also kind of like having some familiarity. So I feel like since England is kind of our mother country, you know, we're kind of the daughter country, uh, that actually makes a lot of sense. And I've always wanted to visit there for historical purposes. I'm big into like – I want. I like to know – I'm a history person. I was a history minor. But I would love to go places that have some historical significance. And there's a lot of history – in London, I mean, just a ton. So I could see why you would like that. Would that be your number one then? Um, it would be tied would for my number one. 
that would be tied. Uh, my other okay. one, my other one that would be tied with that would be Sydney, Australia, because Ooh. me being a performer, I've always dreamt of being at the um, the Sydney, uh, oh, the Sydney Amphitheater, the Sydney Symphony. I know. Yes. Okay. That would be. I can, that would just be a different experience. I really think that you would be blown away by that experience. It, it would really would be life changing. And I know it sounds weird. A lot of people say, "Oh, it's just a building," but just the um, notoriety of it, uh, you know, and just how big that it would be as a performer, being able to say, "I made it to that stage." I could see that being a really big thing for you. So I, yeah. I can understand that. And to be around that, just because you like performing, you like to see other people perform, I think that would be, you would learn a lot from going there. So I could understand why you'd want to go there. Right. And the building is beautiful in pictures. I would love to see it in yeah. person. I've seen a lot of pictures of it in night, and it looks just fantastic. Oh, so that that's your, okay. For me, my number one has to be New Zealand. From my understanding, New Zealand is split between the North Island and the South Island. The South Island is more for like the nature stuff, like seeing the clear waters, that sort of thing. So just for the scenery, they say you want to spend, if you're going to do all of New Zealand, you want to do two weeks, one at the North Island, one at the South. But it, hypothetically, I'm only going to probably take a week. So I'd want to go to the South Island to see as much as I can. But for that would be my number one. And then number two, <laughs> I said number two, <laughs> <laughs> I would say would also have to be uh, England just because the culture and right close, almost tied would be Italy just because gosh, I, history and art, they actually, I mean, they go hand in hand. So I think all of the history in Italy, more specifically, probably, I don't know, all, I mean, throughout Italy, I guess there would be a lot of things to see, but the first thing that comes to mind to me is the, is Rome and Colosseum and everything. Yeah. But, um, traveling, I'm scared of heights and you, you gave me a little bit more reassurance after you told me your experience last episode that you actually had someone kind of guide you through the steps and everything and it helped you out. So I think as long as I could get over the initial fear of, Hey, we're going to go up in the air. And I've actually been told by people that are scared of heights, they would rather go on a plane than, or skydive even over going on a roller coaster. And the roller coaster didn't bother me that much. I just went on a wooden one. I don't like flipping, but I was actually told that it's not too bad to, to take off in the landing. Some people say when you're landing, you're, if, if like when you go over a hill too fast, some people's stomachs churn or turn over. That happens sometimes when you land. So that would be, I think, the biggest thing for me is the flight itself. Once I got there, I think I'd be fine. Well, with my first experience in flying, what was jarring was actually going up in the air. That kind of was a shock to the system. Um, it's kind of like a roller coaster where you're on a fast lift hill. Um, okay. But once you get over that, like when you're landing, though, I recommend you chew gum or your ears will pop. You know, I'm I know. always chewing gum. Like right now, as we're talking, I am chewing gum. Like at work, wherever I'm at, um, once I'm eating, generally, I'm like on a road trip or driving. I always have gum. The reason being, once again, again, the illness, I used to have acid reflux. I don't need more. But the gum would keep, would prevent me from like puking or getting sick or, you know, so the gum was something I always had. So I've stuck with the gum. And it's just a thing. If I'm going anywhere, I'm always chewing gum. I know some people out there, uh, I don't blow the bubbles or anything, but I, I don't even know how. <laughs> but I, Oh, I that's gum. obnoxious. I hate it when people blow bubbles. I actually, I, yes. I suffer from, what is that condition? Um, now it's leaving me. Um, I'm, I suffer from, it's where you hate the sound of people chewing. Oh yeah. I, I don't know what the proper terminology is for that, but I, I, I don't Let me look cause that up. Cause that's gonna, like that. that's gonna bother yeah, me. Yeah, go ahead. While you're, while you're doing that, um, I was going to say, uh, I feel like that right now we are in a different time. Everything is in a state of chaos. 
as you know, may or may not know, the schools, I have friends that are teachers, some places are doing remote learning, some are doing in-person learning. Mm. And, you know, it's just, it's a challenge for everything right now. But uh, back to what we were talking about, the chewing thing, especially in schools, being a former teacher, you had kids that, now I didn't have to work with them during lunch, I had my own time, but I remember doing the student teaching and some of those kids chew really loud or they chew with their mouth open or whatever. And so, yeah, it, it can be annoying. It didn't annoy me because my kids are going to be kids. I'm not one of those people that gets annoyed by it because I used to, my jaws used to pop and I had to chew with my mouth partially open or I couldn't really chew that well. So it was annoying, but I really couldn't do it now. I can do it without it, but I can understand why that would be an annoyance for some people. Misophonia, that's what I'm talking about. That's okay. the name See, of it. I don't have that. I don't like – like as long as I don't look at people chewing, I'm fine. But if I, if I hear it, it does not bother me because I guess that's not one of the things. My biggest thing is I don't like people that are rude to waiters or waitresses for no reason. That's probably oh. my number one annoyance is people who – uh, do that. Um, they, they're rude to people for no I, reason, especially traveling that. because you go on vacation and you meet people from other places and it might be really busy and people from some places aren't as understanding. I feel like though it's worse whenever you're a regular because then you, your expectations, you expect the same thing every time. Whereas if you're a traveler, it might be your only time you're going to go there and you're like, oh, that was pretty good. But it really might have been an off night for them and you're just not used to that kind of service. Um, so when I went to Gallenberg last year, we had the best waiters and waitresses I have ever had at any restaurants. I think it's because they're used to tours, but they're real friendly, real outgoing, just really helpful. And I'm not a picky eater. I'm one of those people that I could go with three friends and they're like, well, I want this on this, this not on this. Like, what do you want? Oh, taco salad. I'm very easygoing, very simple. Yeah. When it comes to that, especially when I travel. So I think it makes it easier and less stressful on waiters and waitresses whenever I'm just ordering like a burger or something very basic. Right. And um, I I agree with you about, you know, treating uh, waiters and waitresses with respect. Um, there was uh, a time I was out with some friends and my waitress, she dropped my plate on the floor. And, you know, there are some people who, oh my God, why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. You're stupid. Blah, blah, blah. Just to see the look of relief on her face when I said, when I told her, you know what? Things happen. It's whatever. Yeah. Just to, just to see the relief on her face that I wasn't going to cuss her out was well worth um, well worth giving her that kind of encouragement. Um, but right. I hate, I hate when people are rude to like, I, like it, it's I, embarrassing. Even if, even if the food is messed up, like even if it's wrong. That waiter or waitress isn't responsible for actually cooking that food. Like, let's say they bring you something, you asked for no cheese on something. There is cheese. Okay, well, that's not the waiter or waitress that actually made that food for you. Right. And even then, I'm not rude. I'm very understood. Like, hey, I, I didn't want cheese on this. And, you know, like, I'm very polite about it. And it's one of those things where I. Um, it, you know, it's just, it happens. You know, things are going to happen. Now, if it's a food allergy, I can understand someone like maybe getting upset, but still not, there's no reason to cuss or yell at somebody. You know, at the end of the day, they might be, they might have a lot of tables or, you know, especially if there's call ins. I've seen times where you've had one waiter or waitress for like 40 people in a, one restaurant. It's overwhelming, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, traveling, especially, you want to be nice to the people that are making, that are taking care of your food. Exactly. Um, another place I think would be fun to go would be Ireland. Who now you're gonna have to because a lot of people I know they're like, I want to go there to drink. What's your reasoning for going? Well, I'm not a big drinker, but it again, it's being around being around people that speak my language. Um, that way I, I can understand now. To, I want to caveat for, for a second. I don't mind people speaking other languages. I'm not one of those purists that say, you know, you have to speak English to me, blah, 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 blah. Speak whatever. 
I just prefer to understand what you're saying. So, I don't know. See, that, yeah, that makes you not being rude. It makes you saying, you know, I'd rather go where I understand what they're saying. And that's more of just that awkwardness of, man, I didn't, I didn't learn this language and I really wish I would have, would have, or that kind of a thing. Uh, so I think that's very reasonable for you not. Now, there are some countries where, you know, you have like three different languages are spoken, English being one, and there might be a couple of other languages there, and that you might be able to have enough English speaking people to understand somebody. But it does present a real challenge. Although, have you seen these? Um, they have these devices you can get, and it's a real time translator all you do is figure you type in you put in what language they're speaking and what language you're speaking it'll translate from their language to yours and then your language back to them they just have to talk a little bit slower i believe for it to work but it's a device you can take with you You don't have to have internet for it you you have to program it prior but you can it can translate up to so many languages so you could go to japan and they'll speak Japanese to you. It'll translate English. Then when you speak English, it'll translate back in Japan. I saw a video on YouTube of this guy in Japan doing it, and it, it was so cool. And the people, their reaction was just probably just like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool because they are a lot of people in Japan are so big and up on technology. I mean they're far more advanced than we are in a lot of ways when it comes to technology. So yeah. I think that would be something, but I just want to be able to immerse myself into a different culture. Sometimes that's the best way to experience the rule is just go somewhere that you've never been and just jump right in and spend a day living and being a tourist. And sometimes they say you have to be a tourist in your own city. Like I know whenever I lived, I'm trying to think here. Uh, I lived in, um, I lived in Springfield there for a while. I was going to school a lot, but I wasn't doing as much besides the theater. So I started going out here and there and checking out places. And as a kid, I went to the mall and the mall was the the first thing you hit in Springfield. That was actually the furthest out on that end of town. And then it grew and became more. But uh, yeah, I think that that would be a challenge with the language thing. So I would want to start with maybe places where people speak English. And then maybe later after I've gotten used to traveling to other places, I would try another country with a different language. But I know there are going to be challenges to it. Yeah, um, that and one one last place I would love to go and kind of give you a backstory. I got really interested in, and this is going to sound so cynical. I got really interested in nuclear disasters the last time I was down. My psoriatic arthritis. And so I studied a lot about Chernobyl. So I mm. would love to visit the abandoned city Pripyat in Ukraine. Um, okay. Because I know nature is kind of taken over now. But um, just to see, you know, what... I don't know. Just to see how they left it. You know, that... That would be interesting. That's like people with Pompeii. They want to go see Pompeii because of what happened there. So yeah. I could see an appeal to what you're saying. That would be interesting. One more one is right here, United, right here in the United States. I would like to go to Oregon during October to go to the Halloween Town Festival. They take over the town where they – I believe it's – I forget the name of the town. But there is a town in Oregon where they filmed Halloween Town, and they have a, they had a Marnie from Halloween Town come light the great big pumpkin that year. And a lot of times they will get some kind of celebrity, uh, usually related to some kind of like vampire thing or Halloween related movie, to come and do the pumpkin lighting ceremony. And it, it the, the celebration lasts all month. My understanding when they filmed that. They actually, the town was a smaller town. Everyone that lived in the town helped out. And that's another time for another episode because I am fascinated with Halloween. And so that will be something I would love to talk about once we get a little bit closer to October. Yeah, that would be great. But I, but I think that's a good place for the travel. I really can't think. I mean, I'm sure there would be other places. But I think that's a good uh, for traveling. I just think be courteous when you go to other countries. Treat everyone with respect. And remember mm-hmm. that you are in a completely different culture, so it's a good idea to study different things because something that is considered proper there maybe can be considered rude here. So there are different customs uh, and things like that, norms, social norms that take place 
in other countries. So I think it's important to make sure that you know a little bit about where you're going prior to going. Exactly. Definitely. I'm definitely on board with that. Um, so where, where other places would you like to travel to? Man, see, that's the thing is there's so many in the United States. Okay. Initially my friend Brian and I, we're going to go to Florida in April for WrestleMania. And the plan was to get down there. We were going to be down there a few days early because WrestleMania was on a Sunday, which was kind of the end of our trip. We were going to leave home for Monday morning. We were originally going to go to Clearwater where we had a motel and go to the, I guess, every sunset. They have like a celebration there and the water's really clear, but they have like music and food. So we were going to go experience that. Tried a few restaurants. We also had tickets for a meet and greet with Sasha Banks, who is one of my favorite pro wrestlers. And then we were going to go to WrestleMania, but we had planned on going to Florida. Now they're saying they may come back in two years to WrestleMania if this stuff's over by then, which that's the case. I want to go to Universal to check out the Harry Potter stuff. Disney for the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I heard that's pretty cool. Yeah, I believe Avatar out there, and then of course WrestleMania, and seeing the ocean. I've never been to the ocean, so that's one thing I've always wanted to do. And I think that would be really, really fun. I'm still going to Gallenberg this year, but my friend and I have decided instead of going down there for the tourist stuff, we're just going to go to a grocery store, get the stuff we need, hang out in the cabin, just kind of by itself, and just go hike in the woods in the morning, and then spend the days watching movies, playing card games, just to get out in nature. I don't know about you, but this last year, I have been outside more than I've been in in a long time, like walking and going out. I guess when I was stuck, whenever our work was closed down for, I think I was off for 10 days, I went walking about every day and everything and just enjoying nature. Sometimes you just want to go somewhere that looks different and you can go experience nature in a different place. And sometimes that's really fun. Um, what other places, is there any place else you would like to travel to? I mean, it could even be here in the U.S. Is um, there any place you were like, you know, this would be cool for maybe just like a week or maybe for a few days? I've got a couple. Um, okay. actually I've got more than a couple, but, um, the first one that sticks out would be Las Vegas. And the, there's a, there's a specific reason when I... We've talked about me being on America's Got Talent on this show, right? Last episode, you briefly mentioned that you auditioned, but we didn't really get into details, so... Okay, I got the yeses from the judging panel to move on to the Vegas round. This was season four, oh. so the next round was Vegas. Um, But after... Now I'm kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit on these shows, but after... You know, you go and you do your thing and they tell you yes. You're debriefed and you're told just because, especially like on America's Got Talent, just because they said yes doesn't mean it's really a yes. Um, since we are a variety show, if we, take one, if we take too many of one kind of act, we reserve the right to cut. So I'm thinking nothing of that at the time. And so here we are a day before um, I'm supposed to fly out to uh, Vegas. And I was, I believe I was working with you at the time um, at Walmart. Um, I got the phone call from my producer saying I did not make the cut. So they oh, canceled no. my Vegas um, plane. So ever since then, Every time I had a chance to go to Vegas, it's never worked out. So, um... Is it just like a personal conquest for you? Like, yes, I finally made it here. Is that what that is? Yeah, I would say so. I would just to say, say so. I made it to Vegas, you know, maybe not the way I wanted to, but I'm here. Right. And just to say, you know what? I, um, I experienced Vegas. I finally did it. Um, I also, I've been there before, but it was, uh, just driving through, but I would love to crash in Nashville for a week or a weekend. Um, just because there's so much to do in Nashville, so much to experience in Nashville. Um, 
And then, since I've been to L.A., I would say New York City is on my list as well. Um, just to say I've been to both cities. And I would love to see a Broadway show. And finally, uh, Miami. Um, because, I mean, I mean, every city I've, I've mentioned has a nightlife. But, um, nobody has a nightlife like Miami does. And so, just to experience that would be, um, would be a tick on my bucket list. So, yeah, that's my list. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of interesting places you want to travel to. And I think it's really easy sometimes to make a list of places you want to travel to, but then actually getting the time and getting everything planned. That can be tough. And a lot of times it's more fun when you travel with the group. I'd say two, three people, maybe four. You don't want, sometimes you don't want too big of a group unless it's like, okay, we're going to go rafting. That's there's always every good story starts with hold my beer, you know? So it's like, <laughs> um, I have been on trips where one person has ruined the entire trip for me. And really? that sucks. But you yeah. don't have to share names, but can you maybe share one story without like using the person's name and just kind of explaining how they run the trip? Okay. Um, I, with um, a few friends, went to Minneapolis, St. Paul, to audition for The Voice a few years ago. And one person just did not like any anybody that was really with us. So she ruined the trip by always going off on somebody. Like, there was no satisfying her. What, wait, was it a Karen type person? Um, she could be kind of like a Karen type person. Okay, yeah, that's, that's awful. So it was just like nothing would make her happy on this trip. Like, it was not fun. It was supposed to be a fun trip, but it was not fun at all. That's um, awful, because I'm so easygoing with stuff, and I, I am entertained easily. I mean, you give me some bubble wrap and some silly string, I'll be entertained for like 20, 30 minutes, you know, so it's like, uh, <laughs> maybe longer. I, but it, it took me kind of snapping on her, and I hate doing that to people, but sometimes, you know, you have to put somebody in their place. And I told her, I was like, you are lucky I did not invite my other friend, name, name omitted, um, because he would not have put up with this at all. Like, the first time you complained, he would have, you know, read you for filth. Um, yeah. It's one thing if you get sick on a trip and you have to stay back in a motel or something, that does suck, but... At the end of the day, the best you can do is, hey, guys, go enjoy the trip. I'm going to recover today. Maybe by tomorrow I'll be better. So that's a different situation. But it sounds like this person was just being rude and disrespectful and just taking the fun out of everything you guys were trying to enjoy with the trip. Right. It and I've had that happen, too, with the trip once. I've had someone run the trip, and it was just constant complaining and like spending time on their phone rather than with the people on the trip. They were like, they were like FaceTiming people for like three hours uh, rather than playing cards and just like hanging out with us. And we just made the trip not as fun. I still enjoyed myself, but it was annoying. And then, you know, like starting the day late because they were up late FaceTiming. So we wait instead of starting at like say eight, it was like noon or one because they would, they were up all night and it just, it took the fun out of, the whole purpose for the trip we were just wanting to get away for a while and so you know it not always but every now and then you'll have that one party pooper that just happens to tag along and it's like why don't you just stay home like if you're gonna run the trip for everybody why why not just stay home and here are the stories from us later you know right and that irritates me too when you're on a trip and somebody is preoccupied with something that's going on at home. Like, I can understand, like, a home emergency, but, like, a jealous, um, a jealous partner or somebody that has to check up on you every five minutes. And so we're, oh, like... That is so annoying. That is a pet peeve of mine. I will get... I, I had some... I had a... Well, I guess a friend 
that would text me and ask me, where are you? What are you doing? I had a potential partner. We didn't actually date. We, we talked for a little bit. And what happened was, uh, it was like, I would have to get up for, I get up for work in the evening and then I get ready to go to work. And they're like, well, if we met at this time, you would have this much time to get ready for work. And then we'd have this much time to spend together. And then you have this much time to get to work. Therefore you can meet me for dinner before work. And I was like, whoa, because on my work days, I try not to do anything besides eat, sleep, shower, get ready, that sort of thing. So it was just really pushy. And it was one of those things to where it was like, look, I think you're a cool person, but I don't see a stating just because this person was a, um, she was a bit of a control freak and it wasn't going to be the type of person I'd want to be with. I don't know if it was insecurity or what yeah. it was, but we, we hadn't even had a date yet. We had hung out with a group of friends. We hadn't had a date yet. And I won't, and I won't use names because this person's a good person, but it's just, you know, when you're just starting out talking to somebody and you're that pushy, that tells me you're going to be really, really needy. And I want somebody that's already independent that, okay, we're better because we're together, not because of that. So I can't even imagine taking somebody like that on a vacation for say a week and they're like that nonstop. Oh my God. That would, that drives me up all wet days when I go to work, I don't want to do anything like don't make any plans. Don't. Right. Well, I do 12 hour night shifts, 7 PM to 7 AM. So I get up at four, four thirty. I leave at five thirty. I get to work. It's about 50 minute drive. So I'm at work like six twenty, six thirty. So I understandably, I get home at eight in the morning. I'm trying to get me in bed by nine. That gives me an hour to eat breakfast, take a shower, um, go to bed, and then do it again the next day. So my work days are my days just to, like, I don't make any big decisions on work days. If I've been sleeping a lot, I wait until I'm off for a day. That way, I'm, or when I first wake up, that way I'm thinking more clearly because I know there's a chance I make a mistake on something, whatever. But, and I've also learned there's a, I used to be, so afraid of her and to some extent of hurting people's feelings, I didn't know how to say no. So people would invite me to go do this, go do that. I would say yes. And then I would go and I would burn myself out. Then it got to the point to where I would say yes, but then I'd wake up and not feel like, it. and I would text just beyond say, Hey, I'm worn out today. I'm not going. And they would get upset. So now I'm more hesitant to make definite plans with people. unless I really know for sure that I'm going to be off because sometimes it's like, Oh, do you want to go hang out Friday? And then, I wake up Friday afternoon and I just don't have any energy. So I get up and drink coffee and I, you know, sometimes I'll go for a walk to wake me up, but I'll, I'll drink coffee and get up and move around a bit and then I'll be fine for a few hours and then go back to bed. So I never know until I actually get up what that day is going to be like. Yeah. That I just, I, I get annoyed easily, especially when people, like, throw last-minute plans on me, like, I have to, I have to know in advance, because that will give me, that will give me a chance, right, that'll give me a chance to really decide, do I want to do this, or, you know, do I not, do I want to save my energy? Well, the thing is, is like, okay, for example, let's say I'm off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get hit for mandatory overtime and I won't find out until Thursday evening. So a lot of times I'll tell people, Hey, if we could do Saturday or Sunday, and sometimes they're like, yeah, we could do either one. Okay. Well, I'll be available. One of those two guarantee, but I can't guarantee that I'll be off Saturday because I might, I might be working overtime Saturday, mandatory and be off Sunday. So we could do it Sunday. So I do have friends that are flexible that way. So yeah, I'm a planner, especially when it comes to like vacations and stuff and, you know, like getting the time off and everything. We're like at work, I can swap. So a lot of times, like, it's like, oh, I have a concert I want to go to. It's a Friday. It's a, it's a Thursday concert. I work Tuesday or I'm off Tuesday, Wednesday, but then work Thursday. And what I'll do is I will swap out Thursday for Saturday. So I would get Thursday off and work Saturday instead. So trading days with somebody from the other shift. Yeah. Which is allowed. So, yeah, but I'm like you. If, if I'm already, if I've been going on a long stretch where I've been, say, traveling and seeing a lot of people, I used to not need it. I used to say, go, go, go. Now, if I'm off two or three days, I want one day where it's just me at home getting stuff, like, say, getting laundry done, making food, going grocery shopping, just to have one day, watch some movies. Because I feel like if I haven't had that one day reset, then it's going to be noticeable. I'm not going to be mean to people, but it's like I kind of want to be left alone. Like, I, I would say I'm more extrovert, but now I'm getting to where I enjoy my own time in my apartment now that I, you know what I mean? Like when you're on your own, you don't yeah. have to 
worry about anybody else's schedule. So I'm, I'm enjoying being alone more than I used to. I used to hate it. Now it's like, you know what? No, I need one day just to kind of mentally uh, recalibrate, basically reset, play a game, watch a movie, read a book, go on a walk, do whatever I enjoy doing that day. Some days I have to, I'll go for like an hour walk. Other days it's like, you know what? I'm just going to stay in today and throw on a Netflix and watch a show or a movie for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that's just the way it goes. Now, what about you? Do you, when you have low energy or, you know, you're kind of in the middle where, okay, maybe I could do it. How do you decide if you want to spend the energy and go out or stay in? What's your like deciding factor? Um, it, de- it depends on a, what I'm feeling like at that time. Um, and B do like, especially with school, do I have something that's upcoming that is going to need my attention? Um, and I'm, I'm exercising my nose more because, um, I'm not good with time management. Uh, (laughs) I, I like to, like if I was on a sh- if I was on MasterChef, okay, and they told me, you know, you have 30 minutes to make a taco dish. I'm going to need 45 because it's not that I'm going slow or I'm disrespecting people's time. It's the fact that I fit so I try to fit so much into what I'm doing so that way, you know, when it comes time to rest, I'm not worried about, oh my God, this is due or, oh my God, I have to have this done, you know? So, okay. So you like to stay ahead of schedule. Yeah, I have to. Um, Time management is something that in college, I, I had good habits. I would say in high school, but there were still a couple of things I had to work on for college. And so Lincoln land taught me where I started at after that first semester that was, learning experience and you know i didn't get anything lower than being college i better in college and high school but like that first semester with a lot of b's and then i started seeing more a's later but i had to develop better study habits and i have to have complete silence so you know it's one of those things to where people are different i know people that play music when they do it i had to have complete silence so like i would go in my room not have anything on besides a lie and i would sit down and read like read the book and like for definitions I memorize it word for word, and if I messed up one word in a sentence, I restarted until I knew every. So if, it, if that definition had twenty words in that definition, I had to have every single even the right, or I wouldn't. I would say nope, I don't know it yet. I would just keep doing it, and that's how I memorized all my definitions. Yeah. So it was just a lot. Everyone's different with time management, and there were some projects where I allowed plenty of time, and there were some projects where I started it. And I thought I understood what the assignment was actually asking you, then I had to go back and make a few changes because maybe there was one little detail that there was an email and I didn't catch the email because I was really bad in college about checking my email. I mean, really bad. Like there was one time where I showed up to class and they said, oh, an email went out saying the class was canceled. So, I mean, stuff like that has happened to me, but it's one of those things where like you, once you become self-aware of it, then you know you need to change, you need to change your habits to meet the standards, I guess. And that's what it sounds like you've done is you've had to change the way you've managed your time. Yeah. Um, and that's all I really have to add to that. Um, so Monday, when this comes out, it will be my 39th birthday. So Awesome. And tomorrow night, Saturday night, we're recording this on a Friday night. Saturday night, I have a few friends that are taking me out for a birthday dinner. So, that's going to be fun. So, I thought we would end this show this week on some fun stuff. like Okay, let's do it. Crazy headlines. Okay? Okay. Like this one. Like, I'm, I'm reading you... Stuff from, like, Josh Wolf. If you don't know who he is, he's a good comedian. Great guy. I've met him quite a few times. Um, Funny, off the wall. He likes to get high, but, like, he's... He's an overall good quality human being. Um, He's got a book out called It Takes Balls. Um, It's kind of like his biography. (laughs) 
Um, I recommend everybody going out and getting that because it he he goes into single parenthood, like being a single father, and how he created this um deli operation with his kids for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches um to get by um until the health department shut him down but um yeah i follow him he's a great guy okay um so this first one kind of confuses me a little bit uh, Go ahead. plane so stuffed with cocaine it crashed during takeoff. <laughs> what? Like, how much cocaine? So much weight? Yeah, like, how much cocaine does it take to crash a plane? <laughs> that would be like, you know, that's not one you want to make the Laffy Taffy wrapper, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> that's hilarious. I've never heard of something like that happening. I know, and some of these, you know, I, I know, like, our parents and our grandparents are listening to this, so I'm going to clean up some of these. I know about the one where somebody had gas that was so potent, they had to land a emergency, land a plane, they said there was a bad odor, they weren't sure what it was, it was somebody's gas was so potent, they had to evacuate, emergency land the plane, and everybody had to get off the plane for, like, 30 minutes. I never heard that. I did hear it happened last year. Um... Like this one, well, this one's a little crude. I'll, I'll pass that. Okay, here's one. Man shouts, F that alligator, jumps into lake, and is killed by the alligator. What? <laughs> that is ridiculous. He's, was it wasn't like him challenging the alligator, I guess. It was like him yelling YOLO, but instead he's challenging the alligator. I, I would imagine so. <laughs> I, I would think that... I mean, I'm not making light of anybody's death, but I would I would say that's instant <laughs> karma. I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing at that. That's great. Then we've got, well, this is a Florida man. Florida man is bitten by alligator, then by a shark. Whoa, what are the odds? I guess the blood being drawn would draw the shark, so that makes sense. Yeah. But it wasn't his day to be around animals. (laughs) Or be in the water. Yeah, he should have been in the water that day. Uh, (laughs) Bizarre fish pictured with eerily human-like teeth caught by angler in Malaysia. If I caught a fish that had human-like teeth, I'm throwing it back. (laughs) I am too. Because what if it starts talking to you? Hey, you going to give me a worm or not? Come on now, man. Right. What do you do? (laughs) Um... Sorry, uh, go go play with your friends, little guy. Uh, police say man with no hands and no legs is armed and on the run. I'm trying so hard right now not to laugh because that's horrible. But just that headline makes you go, "How is this possible?" I'm imagining he has some kind of like prosthetics and he's just like running. <laughs> Um, and he has somebody else's prosthetic arm. He's beating other people with them. <laughs> humans forced to hide from sex-addicted monkeys who set up headquarters in disused cinema. What? Man, apparently those monkeys are going bananas. Or they're cooking for bananas. I don't know which, but it's awful. Um... I'm just trying to pick and choose which ones I can say That's on here. My favorite one so far is the alligator. <laughs> um, okay, Maryland police issue final warning for residents to wear pants to check the mailbox. Oh boy, long night. I gotta, I gotta check the mail, man. I can't imagine that. You, you just like go without pants and. Flash little neighborhood. Like, come on. I at least have my pajamas on because my my mailbox is several feet away from my my place. So okay. you know, my, I at least attached to my building, so I can. I I wear like I usually just have like t shirt and shorts, so I'm good to go out. If I need to, I throw on my house slippers and I go outside and grab mail. But usually, I actually check my mail at night because I work nights. When I get home in the morning. I actually check it in the morning after work, so I'm usually a day behind on sending the mail. But yeah, uh-huh. that's that's just common decency and respect is wearing pants. 
doctors are warning people not to put frozen potatoes in their anus. <laughs> that is the crappiest thing I've ever heard you say. What is going on with this? Frozen potatoes? Yeah, frozen they have, potatoes. Like, some kind of injury and they're trying to like ice the inside or what's the deal? I I don't know. Like I'm gay <laughs> and I can't for the life of me figure out what this what what the reasoning would be. Um, yeah, this is like hot potato but opposite. Oh, here here we go. Texas police say local meth is contaminated with coronavirus. Offers to test it. <laughs> wow. Get your I, meth I can't even. Yeah, get your meth tested by the police before you use it, please. Make sure it's okay. We we got to make sure we'll test it for you, but we got to make sure there's very few side effects we think. We'll, we'll test it. Um <laughs> man <laughs> man digs 12 foot deep hole without realizing his metal detector was picking up his steel toe safety boots. Epic fail. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like you think there's it's treasure in your backyard. You're out there sweating about to die of a heat stroke and you think you're about to uncover some lost treasure. Nope, they're my boots. <laughs> right. Um, we talked about this off the air, but clear plastic shorts for men are a huge new fashion trend. Not with me. Yeah, I don't want anyone to see my business. And yeah, that's just like, I guess at home, you know, people might like that, but out in public, uh, no. I mean, I wear underwear, but that doesn't mean I want people to see my underwear. Yeah, that's a little bit weird, but yeah. May oh here we go. Talk about food. Walmart. Watch watch people at Walmart. I guarantee you're going to see a customer wearing this pants soon. Oh, I'm sure. Talking about food, man tries to seduce undercover officer with chicken Alfredo. You know, it depends on what kind of chicken Alfredo. I guess maybe maybe the cops really into chicken Alfredo. That would be. No, never mind. Um, okay, I can't say that one. Can't say that one. Okay, sometime in person, we are reading these and we are just going to laugh because some of these are probably awesome. Um, wild boars snort $22,000 worth of cocaine buried in Tucson Forest. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you want to stay away from them for a while. Right. They're going to be pretty hyped up. Oh, here we it's go just... with a farting one. Okay. Man charged with repeatedly farting during strip search. Wait, that there's a charge for that? Uh, I'm writing you a ticket. You walked, you walked the across the street without a crosswalk, and oh yeah, you had excessive gas. We, based on the smell, it was Taco Bell related. <laughs> This poor man accidentally got his testicle trapped in an Ikea stool. Ouch. Oh, how does that happen? Was I, he, like, sitting on it? I I don't know. Ow, that, I mean, that hurts just thinking about it. Um, 74-year-old man got his whole church high on weed cookies. <laughs> that would have been a heck of a sermon to have seen. Right. Imagine the confessionals that day. They they let it all out there that day, I'm sure. Oh, my God, yeah. Arkansas woman arrested on drug charges told police her brother fed her a meth sandwich. Uh, for, for, in my defense, I thought it was a math sandwich. I thought you'd make me better than that. <laughs> it doesn't add up, though. The story doesn't add up. <laughs> right. That's awful. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Americans are excessively eating, drinking, smoking pot, playing video games, and watching porn while quarantined. Well, that's... That, are they killing anybody? Are they hurting anybody? Like, you know? No. Um, that's kind of like the understatement of this whole quarantine. Like, who isn't doing that right now? I mean, some of the stuff, I mean, not everyone's going to do all that, but I would say I've, not the 
what did you say? What was all the stuff you said? Excessively eating, drinking, smoking pot, playing video games, and watching porn. Okay, yeah, I don't drink or do the smoking, but some of the other, like the eating, I will say this, I snack more often when I was in quarantine. How about you? I don't know if it's just mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm at home where I have more time to eat, so I'm going to snack more. But yeah, I definitely I actually lost a couple of pounds during quarantine, but I was eating a little bit more than normal. I was eating more at home, though. So yeah. I, I will say um, that quarantine 15 is real. Like, I've gained about 15 pounds in quarantine. I actually, I gained a little bit, but I've lost it all back. Like, I'm down to where I was. Actually, yeah, because at the end of quarantine, I was like at 210, and then I got back up to 218. Now I'm back down to 210 and just trying to get out of like 200 even. So I would say that I've actually bounced up a little bit, but I'm back down to kind of where I was. And last but not least, feral herpes-infected monkeys wreaking havoc in Florida. I, they could go so many ways with that. They can wreak havoc in tons of ways, but I can imagine the doctors down there saw some weird patient visits. Oh, I'm sure it's Florida. Like, why is, what, what's, what is up with that? Like everything you hear that like crazy happens, it's coming out of Florida mostly. I don't know. I really don't know. All right. Well, that is a great place to, uh, bookmark. Um, yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Billy and that show. Um, you can also check out our anchor and you can get this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. So, uh, I think that's it. Let's sign off. Yeah. All right. We will talk to you guys. <laughs>